T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Bada bing, bada boom, boom, boom. Welcome back to another edition. Why are you? You're always so anticipatory. Yes, there's always a moment. I know, but and like, the boom, boom's got me going. This is true, but sometimes I know I'll get a little excited to be here. That's what happens when you have jobs like ours, Adrian Hernandez. That is your name still, correct? A hundred percent. Excellent. I can confirm that mine is still Lindsey Brown, at least through today. And we're blessed, like you Hashtagged. said. Hashtagged. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why are we blessed? Because we get the opportunity to do oh, this and get right. excited and, and do right. the show. And, and you know, sometimes get you through sad times, like after last night's game. But we'll get to oh, that later. Oh, that, 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 what game? The the one with the pucks and, and the Golden the Knights and, oh, the, and oh. the losing at home. The one with the pucks. Hold on. I got to look up the scores. Are we talking about... um? The big old win yesterday for the uh, Vancouver Canucks, six to two over the Dallas Stars. You talk about that one. Well, at least that kind of helps us out, right? No. No. Uh oh. No. Uh oh. So we're not even getting help from. No. Well, oh, that boy. one was a lose lose situation for us, regardless. But we were also in a lose situation in the situation that the team that we call ours could control. And yes, they lost. And yes. We are going to get into it today. We have plenty to get into today. It is a very, very robust playbook that I'm looking at here, full of so many stories about sports, but mostly other things, but a lot of sports today. Uh, But we obviously have to get into the Golden Knights loss. Last night we're going to talk about NBA stuff with Adrian. We'll split it up a little bit to make it a little bit more digestible, I think. Next segment, we'll basically go over what happened and what transpired last night, including Don Staley's appearance in the Philadelphia 76ers locker room. Yes, 100%. Real recognizes real. Uh, we're going to talk about 2008 through 2010. We couldn't decide on the year that it officially started, stopped, but it is a distinct era, and that is when music transformed. And we're going to get into exactly the rabbit hole that you and I descended down for about 30 minutes today prepping for today's show. I'm super excited for this conversation. I guess we'll talk more about the hockey, sealing the deal with the Devils. That's literally what I have you know, named the segment, so I'm sure it's going to be fun. Uh, some random fandom to kind of expand on our conversation from yesterday on how consumerism is changing in the world of sports from a, from a fan standpoint and what it says. And we actually have some some pieces of audio that we're going to share with you from athletes and kind of them putting our shoes on from from our perspective. And so I think that's a little bit refreshing, even though it is from Kevin Durant and not in a 35 jersey. It's very depressing. <laughs> uh, 35s, though, are, are associated with greatness. And guess what number Andrew Hammond was wearing for the uh, New Jersey Devils last night, the netminder? 35. That's correct. 
Uh, and then we'll wrap up our show with the with the preview of tonight's NBA game, some NHL games that you probably should keep an eye on, although the uh, weight of said games is dwindling by the minute. And so is this segment, and I have technically uh, rendered this as a hockey segment. So let's let's open this sucker up. It's time for the can opener. <sighs> I'm not quite ready to go into the actual hockey talk yet, Adrian, because I actually had a decent time at the game last night, despite what was going on in the ice. Like, it had nothing to do what, with what was going on in the ice. Like, zero to do. No, that's fantastic, especially with the game and the outcome, how it didn't affect the night. And I got to be honest, your Instagram story was kind of popping last night. It's pretty fire. And where, where can they follow you at, uh, by the way? Well, if you're looking specifically for Instagram, it's L-I-N-D-Z brown like the color and the numerical value of 35 a little bit of a branding decision with the z much like the sports with the z mm, parallels we're drawing them exactly and then on twitter uh it's just the normal spelling of my name l-n-d-s-e-y brown and then 35 and so i i kind of kept track of my night with flat stanley aka weston last night during the golden knights game and we got after it. We were the most popular of people. He was like a damn VIP pass, Adrian. Let me tell you, I was asking questions for privileges that I have never <laughs> asked for in my life. And I noticed, I'm like, I will not do this for myself, but I will do this for a proper, for other people, for, for the project, for the bit. And so I was talking up to the security guards. I went down to the the ice level during the Golden Knights warmups, and usually I go on the opposing end because it's just easier. Uh, usually the the players are only there for a limited time, so I want to get a video of them. But I went down in the Vegas Golden Knights end last night, and I got some really good footage of you know Flat Stan just hanging out, taking in warm ups, watching Robin Leonard get himself ready for for a big game. And um, Expedia wishes it could take pictures and. Things like Funny you, you mentioned that because as I was leaving that little area in the glass where I took that picture, um, one of the security guards as I, as I'm walking around, he goes, "What are you? What are you? Who are you taking pictures for? Like an Expedia commercial or something like that? <laughs> literally, literally, Travelocity, I think is what he said. I'm like yeah. something like that. I'm like this is like a damn VIP pass. Like we're merging all the jokes. No, it's, all, it's all the same. Stanley thing. Stanley over the gnome. But for Christ I thanks. was walking into the rink and I want to do like a full fledged experience. Like I know the we already got to the warm ups picture. That was like eight pictures deep, but I wanted to make sure I brought him through security like officially and got him all checked out because we want to keep everything, you know, above board and uh, ready to go. But he's not credentialed. I know special privileges, but not yet. I requested credentials like jokingly. I was like, this guy needs a credential. All for Stanley. Stanley I got it after the first it. period. <laughs> They love you. One of the BGK employees brought, literally brought it up to you. Is like, here's the here's the press pass, and so I'm going to send that um, back to Weston with a with an assortment of items. I'm sure gonna, I'm sure going to acquire throughout the course of this week. But I got pictures with you know members of the staff around T-Mobile Arena that I frequent the most, just to kind of you know show him all my friends that I that I look forward to seeing when I get to go down to the rink. And it's not anything to do with hockey, like I said, but. <laughs> We made some progress last night, Adrian. Okay. I'm pissed I have a cough stuck in my throat right now because I want to be able to tell this without well, having. It's okay. Masters um, week was a few weeks ago. This is true. Stanley. But I'm not, I don't get starstruck very often anymore just because I, I, I don't really allow it. I mostly just kind of dissociate and tell myself it's not a big deal. But there are moments like when I run into people in the press box where I'm like, I can't believe this is my life right now. And I remember last year, a couple of years ago, I know Times a Social Construct, when I crossed paths with Martin Brodeur. 
and I didn't say anything to him, you know, a couple years ago because you I, kept it cool. Dude, well, I was just I went around the corner. I'm like, I can't feel my legs. Because this is a guy, like, I grew up worshipping him. Like, the way that he played goaltending, or goaltending, the way that he played goalie, the way that he changed the game. The reason why there's a trapezoid behind the net right now is because of him. Multiple Vesnas, multiple Stanley Cups. It's him and Patrick Waugh in my brain. Like, that, that, that's him. And so last night, I heard one of, uh, one of my buddies say, hey, Marty, Marty's here. He's up getting popcorn right now. It's like, you know, 10 minutes into the first period. It's because all the players, all the scouts and stuff, they never go get snacks during the intermission because everybody they don't want to talk to anybody. They go during the game. They're smart. And so I'm, I grab flat stand, and I'm, like, trying to mentally prepare myself as I'm going up the, up the stairs. And as I turn the first corner, he passes by me. And I, I'm looking at his back. Like, he's, he's going down the hallway. And I looked, and I just thought to myself, like, Lindsay – you might run into Marty Brodeur again. You might. But you're never going to run into him with Flat Stanley. And, and, and you're never going to have this opportunity to send that back to someone who's very important in my life. And I'm like, this is the moment. This is the time. And so that little momentary yes. glimpse of bravery, that's all it takes. That's all courage is, truly. Mr. Brodeur turns around. Yes? I'm like, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of yours. I, I, I kind of remember what I said. I'm a huge fan of yours. I grew up as a goalie. I have I have a nephew who's uh, also a goalie, partially true. Uh, and we're just so in awe. Would you mind taking a picture with Flat Stanley for, for it's a school project. I'm going to mail it back to him. Absolutely. And let's ride. So I have two pictures with Martin Brodeur. One smiling, one with a little bit more of a relaxed face with him and Flat Stanley. And I'm like, this is the most perfect thing of all time. Because there's, there's, there's no chance that I, that I talk to Marty if, if, if I don't have Flat Stanley. Like, I texted so many people after the fact. I, I texted Mike McKenna. I was like, I texted him the picture. It's a moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, he knows him. So at St. Louis and, 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 and they played in, um, I mean, I don't know if they're, like, tight or anything. I, 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 I'm not sure. But they know of each other. That's the way that goalies go. And I was just like, I, I was shocked that I talked to him. He goes, I was sh- I'm shocked that you talked because I'm just like, I'm not that person. I, I don't want to bother people. I, I know that they're they got their own days, their own worries, their own times. And most of the time, like I said, I'm I'm not gonna step up and ask for myself. But that's where I'm just like, sometimes you just need a little extra push. And you and, and it's you, a one of a kind photo. There's no there's no chance that there's another photo with a no, flat Stanley with and you Martin Brodeur. And you always have to take the moment because 100%. you don't know when it's gonna happen. Hundred percent. I could have let him walk down the hallway another ten feet, but if I would have, I probably well now he's too far away. It's too awkward. Like I had my brain moves really fast. It's part of the reason why I'm good at this job and why I'm here. But of just the amount of thoughts that I had in my head in those like two point five seconds of just before the Mr. Brodeur. I don't think I ever call anybody Mr. Whatever. Like I, it, but there we were. Yeah, when it was a request. When you're on Mount if Rushmore, you're a, if you're on, if you're a Hall of Famer, you're Mr. or Ms. in my book. And I'm just happy you you made that moment because there's been times in my life mm-hmm. with like celebrities and people that I look up to where I did take the chance, and I'm like I'm so thankful. And yeah. then there's other times where I've like, okay, this is a social setting, and right. I need to keep it professional. I need to keep it cool. Um, and right. it was like once it was like in a rap studio, and I was like, I can't be fanning well, out. Let's think, it's one boys. thing for for you, like take a picture with me, or if I want, can you can can we take a picture? Can we take a selfie? I would never do that ever. 
But if it's for somebody like that, or if there's like a third person, let me take a picture of you, then it's different. And also, but not in this, it, you're absolutely right. It's a very, it's like walking out on thin ice and you're trying to feel it out as you go and you hope that you don't fall through the trap door into the icy waters. No, 100%. And the one thing that'll be cool too is he'll never forget, like, it was oh, yeah. Flat Stanley. Well, and you know, I laminated him yesterday, you know, for safety, because when he was male, he was folded up. Just Safety and preservation. There's no way if I walk up to anybody that I took pictures with and that I will take pictures with him with, with a piece of paper, with without it laminated, it doesn't look nearly as legit, right? Guy, security guy doesn't ask me if I'm shooting content for the Travelocity commercial if he's not laminated. <laughs> That's it's just 100%. like a little piece of paper, right? And it's, it's just weird how that works and how... It makes it look official. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it has a suit on. Oh, absolutely. And that's where it's just like, maybe I need to go into uh, puppetry or something. I need to carry around a prop. I need to carry around something because it's just like, that's what's going to help me get over my own BS, essentially. And it's not like I'm missing out on anything. Like, the only thing I missed out, I, w- I was going to maybe go to the press conference, like I said yesterday on the show, just because, like, show for Stan, like, out of respect, give him a full-fledged experience here it I knew was that was supposed to be an easy space. win yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be an easy win negative Take space care. I'm not bringing him in there <laughs> I didn't want to bring him in there and honestly after I got the picture with Marty Brodeur literally Joe Payne said it to me he's like isn't your night basically done I'm like yeah I'm like it doesn't it doesn't get better than this I'm like yeah. this is this is the highest of praise from being right there in the glass front oh, row Siri's listening to me yeah no it is um hi Sarah um it's Siri. oh Siri sorry um it's um no it's like an awesome experience and you know, he'll never forget that. And, like, once again, please give out your Instagram for people to check out these photos. At Lynn's Brown 35 L-N-D-Z Brown 35. Yeah, it's it was it was a journey. But it was it's on an the adventure. story, so it's going to go away soon. So if you want, like, a f- uh, evergreen place, go to Twitter. And then once I'm all done with this week, I'll probably do a little bit more of a comprehensive thing. But Yeah, no, absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm glad you took that chance because many times. Me too. But now I'm think- scared because what am I going to do when his little brother does the same unit n- next year? <laughs> There's a, no, if I get selected again, I'm like, I'm going to have to be like, Patrick Wan might need to be in the building. Oh, no. You are for sure like favorite auntie. You're oh. getting automatically selected. Yeah, no, it's lit. As long as it's a different you, outfit. We didn't you know be this. Like, we didn't know this. Yeah, this is. We didn't plan this. Yeah, this is Flat Stanley too mm-hmm. um, that we assumed. No, nah, but that's awesome. And and I'm happy and that it came out successful and that he's always going to remember. Um, well, and it's yeah. still an ongoing project. I mean, he's watching over us right now. No, exactly. It's still not done. No. Are we going to, like, I the Cosmo? I just got to make sure I get them in the mail by the end of the week because it needs to be back in Minnesota, I think, by, like, the 30th or the 30th. I don't know. Whatever it says that last day of April. And I forget if April is one of those months where we think there's more days, but there's actually not. Yeah, and I'm going to forget how many days after tomorrow. No, oh, I suppose um, I can look up on this calendar th- app here on my computer. Are we going to take them to the Bellagio Fountains? Are we keeping it touristy? I, honestly, I wish that they were, they. I could push a little bit because I really wanted to bring him to the draft. But I just oh, timing, it's not going to work. Timing's lit. not going to work. Yeah, I think they're like, it needs to be here by the 29th. I'm already going to have to put it in a bigger envelope, which I'm fine with. I might overnight it. I just want to make sure he gets it. Because there's nothing worse than do it for, to do all this and then it not show up when they're going to be like opening these things as a class. Awesome. Yeah. And I need, I need to ask, so just in general, what is the press box decorum in in T-Mobile, because in the ones that I've been into, just a lot of keyboard typing sounds. There's a lot of keyboard typing. I mean, the T-Mobile Arena is a very unique experience when it comes to the press box because it's not like any other that I've been in, and I've only been in a couple of them, but it's a little bit more informal, uh, and I think that just kind of goes with our town because a lot of 
the people up there are covering multiple sports too. Um, you know, everybody's kind of commenting on the game. Like we obviously had quite a few uh, tidbits of advice last night of, of the people around me. I put my headphones in because it's just stimulation gets too damn high. And most of the time I don't want to hear people chattering. I just want to be able to take it in myself. But for the most part, like any other press box, you're not really supposed to like cheer or do whatever. I mean, when I see a good save, sometimes I literally just pop up. I can't help it. For the love of the game. I can't help it. And I kind of just push the boundaries every day that I go there. And so they just kind of let me do whatever. I don't mean any harm by anyone. And I'm not really there to take it super serious. So that's the thing is like everybody there is there to take it super seriously. And I know the game so well that I don't take it seriously. No, because you know you know so much more where you don't necessarily, not that you don't have to pay attention, but it's just different to you. It's your it's your native tongue. I always say, they're like, oh, are you going to come down to the press conference? You going to show up? I'm like, what do I, I got to give you guys a chance. Got to make sure everybody stays employed in this town, man. <laughs> not for those basic answers. Uh, not me. No. Is there like, so basically... The, the whole cheering thing, that's unwritten rules of press box, right? Because, yeah. like, well, I mean, do the Knights come up be... to you and they're like, hey, man. No. I mean, yeah. no. I mean, like, you're supposed to be impartial, right? And so I think that's taken on a little bit of a different definition these days. We're going to get into to fandom here a little bit later in the program, as I mentioned. But, um, you know, you're just kind of spo- – it's, it's, it's your place of work. And if anything, it's not necessarily about, like, you're supposed to act right you're not supposed to cause disruptions to people around you so that their work is disrupted. Yeah, that's true. You know what true. I mean? That's really that's common courtesy. That's really what it is. Because people are working with deadlines. People are, are, are trying to take in a live event. And so I, I thank God every day I'm not a beat writer. I don't no. know how. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. 100%. It's, my, it's a completely different skill set. Would you have asked to ride the Zamboni for Stanley? Were you considering it? Mm, no, I think they reserve that for season ticket holders. I don't know. I'll show up on Wednesday and we'll see if there's anything that they're willing to do. But I, I've just, I'm just trying to let ideas flow to me when I have them and then just be like, go take the picture. I love it. I love it too. It's a whole new world and exercise in our everyday decorum. We'll get into what happened last night in the NBA as we trudge through the opening round of the playoffs. Adrian watched all of it, I am sure. And we will be well informed in just a few minutes. Love for the bet. How you doing, young lady? That you're giving really drives me crazy. You don't have a play about the choke. I was at a loss of words first time that we spoke. You're looking for a girl that'll treat you right. You're looking for in the Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Oh, we are going to be talking some heavy, heavy music from this exact era right here. Not this segment, but the next one. Oh, it's coming. That's what. See, I'm I'm putting my producer hat on. I'm trying yep. to to preview and tease the show. Foreshadowing, they call it. Exactly. In the narrative industries. More excellence on the way here on the Playmakers. How about that? Absolutely. Timbaland's influence knows no bounds. Nelly Furtado's influence knows no bounds. I mean, Don Staley, making the rounds after winning the Natty just uh, over probably what two weeks ago now. Yeah, two weeks ago. By the way, the parade for South Carolina. Legit. That was amazing to see that many people. And it's just like the future is bright. champions there. They uh, recognize real there. And that's exactly what Don Staley was doing in the locker room post game. I know that she's from Philly. And so she had to be pretty pumped that all of the people, all of the doubters that said Toronto over Philadelphia. I'm not saying it's impossible, but... Philly's taking a it was the sexy, lead. yeah. It was it was the sexy upset pick. It's why I picked Ooh. it in five. But yes, uh, last night the Sixers 
defeated the Raptors 112 to 97 to go up 2 0. Joel Embiid, what can you say about the MVP candidate? He went 31, 31 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, he went to the free throw line 12, ta- uh, 12 times in the first quarter. And a lot of people, and we'll get into this too here shortly, is they complained about how many times Philadelphia was going to the free throw line. And it's like, well, number one, this is what they do. They led the league in free throw attempts. Yep. And Toronto was triple teaming Joel. And when you're that aggressive, it's like, what do you what do you expect that's going to happen? This dude is taller than them. They're trying to be physical. They're undersized. And how do you, when someone's taller than you, how are you going to combat that? Oh, yeah. You're going to be aggressive and you're going to be physical, and that's going to lead the fouls. And that's kind of what, and I don't know if you got to check this out, towards the end of the game where Joel walked up to Nick Nurse and was like, hey, man, stop complaining about the fouls. And there was a little bit of beef and a little bit of moments there, but... Nick Nurse is like, what do you mean? You better make them. This is this is my best bet of trying to stop this uh, this offense. And you know, look, the the Sixers went twenty six for thirty from the free throw line. Toronto in the entire game only went ten for twelve. Wait, I'm sorry, what was their free throw stat? The Sixers they went twenty six for thirty, so they attempted oh, thirty not, shots the entire game. That's pretty good. Yeah, and conversion. and on the flip side, Toronto only went up to the line twelve times, and. The most important thing in this series for me as these two games have broken out is kind of seeing Joel grow up in terms of he's matching the aggressiveness. I mean, even him himself, he's gotten a couple offensive fouls, and he's like, well, this is playoff time. Like, I'm going to have to match in terms of getting this team prepared and mentally just in the same wavelength as Toronto. We aren't going to cower down where before years in the years past even when they faced Toronto in 2019 that would have been a three-point shot he's never been able to be his best self though because he's always in the playoffs he's always had to be the guy that's either dragging Ben Simmons out of the mud or at least planning to have to do that or have to uh work around him and we talked a lot about that when that trade was made just how much that's going to open up for Joel that's why Ben Simmons didn't work out down there because they were inhibiting the same space for the most part right yeah and not only and so that so supreme confidence and 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 time and energy going right into him right into the teammates that he wants and we're seeing the results we're seeing like you said a maturation i think this is just excess energy that was placed otherwise and now he's sending it over to coach yeah and and understanding you know what the game plan is against him mm-hmm. believing in himself and the confidence and also it's a give and take i feel like when you're that big of a of a guy and you're just like you you have to pick and choose what you're going to get mad at because it's like you said it's going to be coming for you all the time and you're bringing that same energy yeah and tobias harris gave them 20 points uh tyrese maxi becoming an nba darling game 1 he scored 38 Maxer. points yeah um and now Last night, he scored 23 points. And even Danny Green, yo, I didn't know he could still dunk a basketball. And his teammates were making fun of him. But he had a dunk in transition. And honestly, this was a weird game for Toronto because the, the rookie, Scotty Barnes, didn't play. Uh, Thaddeus Young didn't play. They had three dudes out. And even, like, Gary Trent Jr., he was sick. And he looked like he was sick on the court. And he only played, like, 10 minutes. So they are already down pieces you know, Fred Van Fleet, because of the players that weren't available, he is dealing with an injury himself, and he had to play over 40 minutes. He didn't get a break until after halftime. His first time getting out of the game was in the third quarter. And having to go up against so much of these pieces and Philly comfortable in their offense and not feeling that pressure, which is what we all assumed, yeah. is fantastic. And even, like, look at this, Lindsay. Last night, James Harden went three for nine. 
He went, that's overall, yeah. from three-pointer, he went one for four. He finished with 14 points and six assists, and he played a great game because he wasn't forcing anything. He was allowing the defense. Toronto was still keying on him and Joel. So he's like, okay, bring the pressure to me. That's fine. And that allows Tobias and Tyrese Maxey to get over 20 points. And right when on. you're getting that type of production, it's a wrap. Yeah. I, my final thing on Toronto that I'll say before we move on to these other games Toronto can come back. Philly has not had a yeah. lot of success in Toronto. We've only played in Philly. Yes, and the year that Toronto won the championship, they were down 0-2 to Milwaukee. So obviously game three is a do-or-die situation. Um, should be fascinating, especially because some of the Philly players aren't going to be playing. But we move on, and we have to, Lindsay, I think it's, it's time to call the authorities hmm. because we have a series we have a big time series with Dallas beating what, the Utah only series last night. That has a that has a tied score. No, 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 not Memphis and Minnesota. Now Dallas and Utah. As yeah. Dallas won one ten to one hundred four to tie the series. Memphis isn't tied up with anything yet. We still oh, got a yeah, chance for two and zero. Why am I assuming that? Because they you made won? the pick for oh. Memphis and you're trying to hedge your bets in for Memphis and five. Boston and Boston and the Nets too are one one. Um, and I thought they played today and they don't. They play tomorrow. But anyway, uh, Dallas Jalen Brunson introduced himself to the country. Forty one points. Uh, 15 for 25 shooting, 6 for 10 from 3. He even had 8 rebounds. Uh, Surprise, surprise, Utah in the fourth quarter gave up another lead. They gave up 22 threes out of those. What? 22. In the fourth quarter? No, no, not in the fourth quarter. Just overall in the game. And on top of the 22 uh, threes that were made, 17 of them uncontested. Uh Uh-oh. And We're behind. Utah, exactly, happened? and there's no effort. They can't. It's just like Toronto. They're they kicking step. them out. They they bringing them in and then kicking them out. Yeah, it, well, yeah. they can do whatever they want. It's even some of these times. It's just passing it around the perimeter, and they can't. They're they're a step slow, just like Toronto, and they're making Quinn Snyder's like, yo, we're gonna put Rudy Gobert in the game once again. He missed an alley oop. Um, it, it, his offense was not there to be found other than rebounds. They were making him Rudy having to make a decision of, am I gonna stay in the paint? Or am I going to go out in the three-point line? And based on what Dallas was doing in the mixed match and the way that they were attacking the basket, that split second of him making a decision was enough for the pass in the corner and to hit threes and threes and threes. And sometimes it's not even his fault. Utah, the perimeter defense, has been awful. Donovan Mitchell last night scored 34 points. That sounds great. He scored 34 points on 30 shots. He went 13 for 30. That's not great. Yeah, uh, negative 14 on the court. So now... Even no wonder though, they weren't playing defense. There's no confidence in their offense, so why would I chase down this ball? Because I'm just worried about trying to find the good vibes on the side of the floor that I like. No, 100%. And even like 34 points seems like a good thing. When you go negative, negative 14, you're canceling out your performance, coming out to zero. And then, Lindsay, let me ask you a question because I brought up this Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and some of the beef and, and the problems. I thought that was buried until, it, well, until we face more adversity, right? To me, this was kind of intriguing, and I want to get your take. Mm. Um, I told you... That he missed, Rudy Gobert missed a layup, uh, an alley-oop, actually, yeah. from Donovan Mitchell. That happened at the 6-10 mark in the fourth quarter. Rudy Gobert didn't get a single possession with the ball for the rest of the game, even though he was on the court. What do you take from that? I think that's intentional. <laughs> that's like, what I, either subconsciously or consciously, either way, if you are taking away the keys to that particular part of your team, we got much bigger issues. And you're right. It, it, I don't know if it necessarily speaks to to the direct relationship between him and Donovan Mitchell, but we know that Donovan it's Donovan Mitchell's team. 
Yeah. And we know that he's the the de facto leader of this team. Rudy Gobert made sure of that himself when he had with microphone gate. And so um I just I don't feel I'm not scared of Utah. I'm not scared of Rudy Gobert. I'm like I'm not even really that scared of D. I'm like I know D. Mitch can hurt me, but he's not going to kill me. And you know you can score on them. Yeah. And so it's like if we're dueling, I I I I think you're going to bleed out first. And, and I don't mean to 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 rain on Donovan Mitchell's parade because I never I thought I'd Donovan be here. I love Donovan Mitchell as a player. I think he's great. Now, you've said yeah. the same thing to me multiple times. And and, and I don't want to defend Rudy Gobert. I never thought I'd have to. But my last thing on this game that's kind of interesting is, so this was Jalen Brunson's breakout game, career high 41 points. Did it against Utah in the playoffs. Last year, Terrence Mann for the Clippers, career high against Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs. The year before that, Jamal Murray against Utah career high versus uh, Utah, like I said, and even Chris Paul. Like this is becoming it's now a yearly with, tradition with them. Bead, it, it really is. It's like D. Mitch has to. You can do the thirty-four, but you can't fully dedicate yourself defensively because you don't feel like your guy can step up for you in a really in a big moment or a small moment because it's a layup, Ben Simmons. It's a it's an alley oop, Rudy. You got to put these down. You got to score these goals, Golden Knights. You got you got to put that away. It's just that's what winners do, and maybe this isn't a winning formula. No, hundred percent. And also in terms of Luca, uh, Shams tweeted about an hour ago. It might be a possibility that he'll be back in Game Three, and most certainly for Game Four. These next two days, in terms of how he does in practice, he might be back on the court. He'll be on ice and stim machine every week. Every other moment. Yeah, 100%. And, Lindsay, I think we need to call the cleaning crew now because uh, we might have ourselves a sweep situation. Uh-oh. The Warriors beat the Nuggets last night 106-126. to oh, Jokic not looking so great now, huh? Not only that, with an ejection, uh, he got ejected out of the game with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oh, that does not spell controlled. Yeah, and you got to remember, remember when he got kicked out versus Phoenix last year towards yes. the end of that series and yeah. he, a dirty hit? That's His emotions. Right. Well, wasn't it one of the Morris twins and he was out for months? No, no uh, that well, that was earlier this season oh. against Miami, but in the playoffs before they he's got eliminated by he's the Suns. He's out of it. He's, yeah. he's emotionally activated, not emotionally engaged. What's up with these big men, man? Cat and Jokic, bro, I need you guys well, to be. Not, they get away with a lot during the regular season, but when these calls start going and those elbows are flying a little bit high and say that they're playing you a little with a little bit more contact and you can't get those little floaters you're making from you know inside 10 feet off the rebound. I, and, and also, If you can't find your happy place... Are we really surprised that you're pissed off and no. that you're not playing well everywhere else? And you're getting triple teamed now and yeah. you're being game planned against This is why I said Jamal Murray. Oh, no, don't do it. Jamal Murray, <laughs> I think, is the better player on this team. Oh, no. Lindsay, I just I'm fine. Think- I'm fine because ultimately people are going to say, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just reading the tea leaves on, on what I saw from Jamal Murray in the bubble up to last year. And I know Jokic won a freaking MVP. Like, good for you, bud. Might win but another. we're all looking at big guys who can throw a ball really far and be like, wow, the standards are so high. Well, Sometimes he, it's about breaking the mold, people. Just look at Marcus Smart. When was the last time a guard won the defensive player of the year? Yeah, no, 100%. There's a little bit of controversy on that, too. But for Jokic, let, let me give you some more uh, evidence. Last night went 9 for 20. Um, 26 points, but he was minus 26 on the court. So that gets negated. Uh, Draymond Green, this entire series, has only committed one foul against Jokic while guarding him. Speaking and of control. And Draymond has held Jokic to 9 for 28. And that's the perfect way to play it for Draymond because we know that Draymond can bring that to whatever level is needed. 
but he doesn't need to go scorched earth to get Jokic off his game. No, 100%. And then also, like, his back's okay. Some of these dudes seem like they're doing okay. And, yeah, the Warriors controlled the game. You have Steph coming 34 points off the bench. Yeah, Jordan Poole, 29 points last game. Uh, Clay even had 20. He's averaging 20 points these these first two games of the the series. spirit of the Wiggins? He has brought success uh, to so many people close to him this year. he's, He's definitely on the team. So there's that. No, he's playing okay. He's doing okay. Well, how many? What did did you not write down his stat line? He's kind of important. Well, he didn't. He didn't have that much of a. Uh, he didn't have. That oh, so we're just game. not going to validate his contribution? <laughs> just like screw him, I guess. Game Andrew three. Wiggins, you mean absolutely nothing to this team and to this show, <laughs> except for me, Adrian. It's mostly, but uh, it's okay. We're not keeping score because apparently, if you're not the greatest ever, we literally do not care about you. Uh, we're going to try to change that exact choreography with a good old conversation around music and the time that it was. The most formative of years for me and Adrian. We're in a deep dive. Pharrell Williams and friends. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers. Exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Let's go down a rabbit hole, shall we? Just like one very specific corner. I suppose there's no corners in a rabbit hole, right? It's a tunnel? Yeah, it, it, mainly a tunnel. It's like a side tunnel. Unless it's like an, a rabbit who's super into architecture, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, it would be pretty sweet. Sim Ant fan, for sure, if they had the technology. <laughs> and we talk about a lot of different things on this program. And Adrian, you and I are huge, huge music fans. And, and, in a way, technology fans, because we all are forced to be fans of technology. Things have changed a lot in our lifetime. And I'm sure pretty much every generation can probably say the same, but not every generation got the internet for their starter pack. So we did. And that's impacted the way that music has been made, how it's been marketed, and in turn, how it reflects back onto the music itself. But this didn't just like show up overnight. No, not you, at all. I say 2008. That's when music really changed. You say 2010, and I was like, maybe it's just the it's the sandwich of those years. It's those generations were the shift in eras. Yeah, because earlier you played a, a, a track between uh, Nelly Furtado and Timbaland, who were gigantic. Like Timbaland was working with 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 Timberlake, with Nelly, with everybody, with everybody, as was Pharrell Williams. Both of those guys, Timbaland and Pharrell Williams, were in a band together like in high school, a long time ago with another one of their buddies. But I'm like, how influential Pharrell Williams is, how, how influential Timbaland is. 
And that the reason why I played the Get Lucky 2 anniversary, right? Yeah, yeah. that song came out oh. nine years ago. Yes, nine years ago. At the 2013 summer in a chokehold. That's nuts. Cupid's Chokehold, great song, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if that was a Pharrell Williams produced track, but Jim Class Heroes was certainly hot to trot for a minute there, especially when I think their lead singer was dating Katy Perry. That might help. Yeah, that might help. And then she had the I Kissed a Girl song and then just took right off from there. It's usually how it works. But I was, we were just kind of generally talking about this because we were thinking about Pharrell and just how many different people that he, he'd work with. And I'm like, the first time I was introduced to Pharrell was Drop It Like It's Hot. 2002, 2003, middle school. I was in seventh grade. I remember singing that song in math class with my friend Maddie, like, Drop It Like It's Hot. And Iconic. Everybody already knew who he was. And so I was like, oh, who's this like icon? He's talking about ice creams. What does that mean? Like, and it's not just the musical influence that he's had. Like I said, the ice creams, the branding, the marketing, because he has drop it like it's hot. And then in 2004, Gwen Stefani, we're talking Hollaback Girl. We're talking some of the biggest songs of the odds. And I think Gwen Stefani is a unique artist in and of herself because her and Nelly Furtado were kind of going through the same thing where they had been parts of larger bands earlier in their career, the decade earlier, had found success in that way, but were now looking to break out as solo artists. Both were all over the radio constantly, obsessed with them both. But what Gwen Stefani did, and I don't know if this is because she was connected to Pharrell or if it was just kind of like the same inspirational you know, hot tub they were all sitting around, but she really made part of her branding for the Love Angel Music Baby album, the Harajuku Girls. Like, do you remember the Harajuku Girls? Uh, a little bit. And you kind of, before yeah. the show, enlightened me. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, I'm not an expert, but I know that it was a huge part of, like I said, for that album. And then she kind of took the whole brand as a fashion designer to the next level and brought it to the mod, at least the, the first steps of modern marketing that we see today. Because it wasn't like she was the first person to ever get her own clothing line. Like, I remember B. Spears had a clothing line, but it was sold in Kohl's, and that's fine. But it was just, it was something that you, I would wear that, I would wear that, and then, like, I would wash my hands of it. Versus Gwen Stefani saying, this is my brand. I'm going overseas to shoot the videos. I'm doing overseas stuff to to do marketing, to to learn, to engross in the culture. And trust me, now that I think about it, and we were uh, talking about this earlier, Kind of bothered how appropriatory Gwen Stefani was to that whole whole culture and using it as part of her machine. But regardless, it was brought into our general consciousness. It was brought into uh, an already pretty saturated like Pokemon kids. We had Dragon anime kids, Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh. Like this was a huge anime night on Adult Swim huge Saturday nights. wave. And that's where I said earlier, I'm like. If Gwen Stefani doesn't bring this into like the big American consciousness, at least in the modern in, in our modern day, is K-pop nearly as big here? It, it it definitely opened a door and was just another a great presence to just what is that? What's the word I'm searching for? But just gave eyeballs to it and gave yeah. credence to it. Yeah, and the big reason, well, one of the big reasons why K-pop is so big, like we we're talking about with technology, is that social media aspect. And that falls right in that 2008 to 2010 era that we're talking about. Because 2007, that's Twitter coming out. That's Facebook being something for larger than Harvard students. And once The we, end of MySpace. Yeah. Oh, my God. They would make so much money if they brought that back right now. But 
Deserves a lot of credit, then though. We see a change in music. We see the we we see a splitting because I would say that Timbaland has a lot more heavy beats. He, he relies a lot more on loose bass on on getting to the harder hitting parts of the song early. Versus Pharrell, he just seems like we played Get Lucky. We we know about Happy. We it's know more collected. Yeah, exactly. We know that he has that formula to get you up and moving and to do that for all ages, and to get something to stick in your brain. And I'm just thinking, you're like, just how many different tree branches, as you used it for the metaphor, it's a tree, just how shared the creative space is because everybody's influencing each other, everybody's working with each other. Um, but and- I just think it speaks when you bring up both of those artists, it just speaks to their versatility where, mm-hmm. like we said with Timberland, working with Nelly Furtado and Justin Timberlake, but then being able to, you know, kind of bring Aaliyah and do things with her and, and different hip-hop artists. And even look at Pharrell right now. He is a he's his own icon, and his music and his, clo- his clothing and things outside of music mm-hmm. are just as, as big as some of the music things. And even when you bring up Eclectic and, and just the different sounds, coming up on Friday, Pusha T is releasing an album, and Pusha T is one of the more grimier rappers mm-hmm. that is talking about a whole bunch of street things, and Pusha T is one of the executive producers for that. And to have just that flexibility and go back to his roots of, you know, he brought the clips was, it was a very, very popular rap group in the early two thousands. And just to have these different dimensions of, I heard him from get lucky. I heard him from the street rapper, like all these different facets and it's super impressive. And it was part of that kind of larger step out uh, for producers and, and beat makers specifically. I mean, Dr. Dre did it first, obviously, but he was busy making beats headphones for a little bit of a time. And so when we saw Timbaland step forward and say, this is my beat, I'm not only making the beat, I'm being featured on this song too, and I'm in all the marketing materials, I'm in all of the the album art, all that stuff, um, and how that changed music as well. Because when we were going on in our conversation, we're talking about, well, Pharrell's, you know, rapping on Drop It Like It's Hot. And all of a sudden, it's not just my my production value, my my pre-roll, but it's the post as well. Well, then we have Young Money, Cash Money records, right? And then we have the further splintering of, probably, of specifically hip-hop. And like I said, with the producers coming more into the forefront, David Guetta gets involved. I'm telling you, when David Guetta starts making tracks with Akon, with Nicki Minaj, I'm talking like Sexy Bitch, I'm talking uh, all of the things that were basically club bangers, and how that's fostered the environment that we find today, along with your Black Eyed Peas, along with the Kid Cuddies. You get the, you get the sadness and the emotional depth from there to bring Drake with all of his feelings about the ladies and all the good things that he's going to do for them to earn their love. You get the hard-hitting beats that we're talking about with Timbaland, and we're going to get to him quickly because just like with TikTok, you got to get the kids hooked in early. But then you want it to be melodic. You want people to get lost in it and escape a little bit. And that's exactly where I think Pharrell is. And and just kind of keeping you at that consistent washing machine speed. And how ultimately our music sounds so different, you know, every decade. But in my mind, this movement that we've seen from just the way that we make music and how it sounds today, I think it's extra techno-y. I think it's extra electronic-y. Not just because everybody has new tools and we can make whatever sound that we want, but because we want another layer of escapism. Because 
we've even evolved past the major Harajuku girls marketing machines. And when we're talking like we we're talking about Halsey yesterday, she has makeup lines. She has she wrote a poetry book. She paints like all these things. There has to be the next step in the process. And then all of a sudden you get somebody that breaks the mold and either does more than everyone else or lets all the BS fall away and focuses on something a little more pure, something a little bit more focused. Rihanna Beyonce mm-hmm. comes to mind immediately. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, I could talk about music for hours and just all the different like tentacles of who was working on this track and that track and how it, because even Fro Fro was working on Britney Spears albums. He was, he produced as part of the Neptunes, I'm a Slave for You and Boys. Both of those tracks are deep, not the most popular Britney tracks, but they're some of the better ones. I love both of those songs. Shake Your Ass by Jay-Z, he was on that one. Yeah, he was... Listen, man, like I said a few moments ago, he is an icon Mm -hmm. for a reason, and and he's not going to stop anytime soon. He still looks like he's... 24 years old. And why is he Why is he on our brain at all today in general? Well, well because of the, the Get Lucky anniversary, right. which we just played. But you said something about Despicable Me, right? Oh, yeah. The Minions, he does Despicable Me, Despicable yeah. Me too. So he's, my in, son. he's in the brain of your kid. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I mean. He knows how to cater to many different audiences, and he knows how to keep people exactly in the in the sweet spot happy and get lucky will be played in starbucks and targets for the rest of time absolutely maybe (laughs) maybe pharrell is the legacy that will last 200 years into the future just to loop back again to our chuck closerman conversation we had yesterday it's available on the odyssey app for free in case you missed it but don't worry we got a whole nother hour on the way we're talking golden knights we're going to be talking hockey and it's not going to be a fun conversation people it'll be fun for me that's what truly matters here 1140 We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.